Think with me for a moment. What is the thing that you've waited for the longest? Maybe it was that first pregnancy, waiting for your first child to be born or to complete that adoption. Maybe it was for that special person to whom you were committed to spend the rest of your life with and waiting for that special wedding celebration day. Maybe it's been waiting for this global pandemic to finally come to an end. Well, hello, everyone. This is Rev Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. You know, waiting seasons are difficult, and I'll be the first to confess that I tend to be a pretty impatient person. But as a follower of Jesus, there's a constant state of waiting that we find ourselves in, and we're being shaped and prepared in these moments. Well, forgive me, but if you can wait just a few more seconds, we'll get started talking about waiting and the season of Advent right after this. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal! What a goal! Well, the season of Advent is upon us, and aside from my personal struggle of impatience, Advent is actually my favorite time of the year. And I want to share with you why, and hopefully a few lessons that I think we can learn from Advent and apply to our lives, especially in these coronavirus plague days and all the things that we're going through right now. Those of you that know me well know I love my Scot-Irish roots. I love all things Celtic. My best mates from Scotland, my family history traces back to some of the noblest lines in Scottish history. And many years ago, a friend of mine told me about this devotional book, Celtic Daily Prayer, which has been a constant guide and companion for my faith journey for a long time now. Well, we're just a few days in, but November 15 marks the beginning of Celtic Advent. And I've spoken about Celtic Advent before. You can check out last year's podcast. I've linked it in the liner notes. Well, Advent in the West is typically observed as the four Sundays prior to Christmas Day. But Celtic Christians long ago observed an intentional 40-day period before Christmas. They gave it almost a similar status to the season of Lent, which are the 40 days preceding Easter. But it was a time of preparation that was more unique and different from that season of Lent. You see, the Celts observed and celebrated three different things in the season of Advent. First was the celebration and remembrance of Jesus' first coming. He is a babe, born in a manger, and the story that so many of us are familiar with, Emmanuel. God with us enters into our world, walks among us. He lives, he does miracles, and then he's crucified, he dies, and he rises to life again and ascends to heaven. The second observance of Celtic Advent, though, has to do with the arrival of Jesus into our own personal hearts and lives. You see, it's one thing to perhaps believe that Jesus was a real person who lived at one time, or maybe that he was a great teacher or a prophet, but it's another thing to enter into a relationship with him to see him as Lord and Savior, and to surrender our lives to him. Well, during the season of Advent, there is this time, this recollection of the way that Jesus has come into our life, or comes into our lives, and transforms it. And if this hasn't happened for you yet, well, I know that this season is a wonderful time for it to happen. You know, there's a song where the lyrics go, In the bleak midwinter. And I dare say, the most special thing that can ever happen in one's life 
is for life to enter into those spaces where it was once cold and dead. And this is what happens when Jesus comes in and transforms and changes someone's life. And the Celts understood this, not just as a one-time event, but as a daily occurrence. There was this invitation to have Jesus as a daily part of our lives, to keep coming into our lives. The final aspect of Advent that's celebrated and, and really anticipated is Jesus' second physical coming. You see, he has promised to those who are his friends, to those who follow him and obey him and love like he does, that he will one day return. And that return is eminent, although the exact timing of it is unknown. And like a long-awaited guest, Jesus' return is something that the whole world is waiting for, which is really why I started out the segment asking us to reflect on those waiting moments of life. You know, I, I think oftentimes about that first time that my wife and I got pregnant. We knew, uh, we've got about nine months, and then we're going to have this, this new person in our life, in our home, in our family. And so, there was work to be done. There was, there was things to undergo. And so, um, I, I've often likened Advent to that kind of waiting period. So, uh, raise your hand if waiting is hard. Yeah, my hand is raised. Waiting is hard. But there are some aspects to waiting that I think make it tolerable and help us to persevere through the different waiting moments of life. And I want to share those here in the next few moments. First is a concept of active waiting. Now, I remember the medical staff telling my wife and I during that first pregnancy that when we were getting closer to the time of birth, there were a few things that we could be doing to help things kind of come along faster and more expediently. So I remember walking, for example. There were several laps around the hospital floor as we were getting nearer and nearer to the time of birth. There were also things like breathing and relaxation techniques. And those things too were helpful ways to help take the focus off things like the pain and the seemingly long time of waiting, which of course my wife had to do all of that and I was just there on the sidelines helping. Well, friends, in the midst of our waiting moments, there are ways for us to be active. You know, do you remember how many people in the early days of the pandemic were starting to pick up new hobbies? Maybe they're learning the guitar or piano or learning a new language. I'd be curious how many of us are still keeping up with those things. Because I see and experience many people today, they're tired, tired of the disruption of coronavirus, and they're waiting for this global crisis to be over. But in the midst of our waiting times, you know, there's a work that we can be about that helps our waiting to not merely be passive, but to be active. You know, for the footballer who's in the off season, and, and is waiting for the new season to begin or waiting for the new contract or the new team. You know, there are workouts, there are training sessions that help them stay in shape or get sharper in a particular skill set or area. Sometimes even in these moments, more rest is warranted for the sake of the body, but there are many things that can be done that are active in nature. And I think one of the blessings that God gave us way back in the beginning of time was a sense of work, the sense of vocation. Because a person who has work can can feel a great sense of purpose. And work helps us in so many ways to actively get through a waiting period. I'm praying desperately for so many people that I know have lost their jobs during this time, because during this time, it can be extremely difficult if you don't have that sense of purpose, that sense of work to help you get through this time. Well, there's a second thing I believe helps us in waiting times, and that necessarily is a sense of community. You know, when we're together with others who, like us, are waiting and waiting for the same thing, we can be encouraged and strengthened spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've watched for many seasons as a collection of individual footballers all kind of 
trickle in to the, to the stadium and the training ground at the beginning of the year. And uh, then along comes this assembly of coaches. And, and what happens is the entire team goes off for, for a month or two before the season begins. They go off, they go away to a location where they can start to come together as a team. They share meals. They train, they play together, they rest, they commiserate in their experiences. And, and there's this work that goes about at forming community and hopefully taking this collection of individuals and producing a, a well-connected relational team that can endure the challenges of the year ahead with all the different ups and downs that occur in a given season of soccer. So too, perhaps one of the best places for us to be during the Advent and Christmas season and during this time of COVID is tied into a church community. To have others there who can pray for us, who can love on us, who can support us in tangible and intangible ways, it's incredibly important. And I think if we feel disconnected from community, we're going to start feeling more alone and, and really begin to suffer the spiritual and mental anguish. And we'll have things that we struggle through like depression and, and dark thoughts will begin to loom more and more frequently. But waiting with and being an intentional, healthy community helps us in the waiting seasons of life. The last thing I have to say is, is that from my own life, that waiting needs to have a sense of hope. And that sense of hope, has, it's, it's an imperative. You know, as a follower of Jesus, the hope that I have is in Jesus. I, I don't know how people live today without him. I consider some of the things that my country, the USA, has gone through socially and politically this past year in addition to the pandemic. And I can tell you there's plenty of places where my hope is not. It's not in a justice system. It's not in a political system or an economic system. And I know that I'm blessed by where I live, but certainly my hope is not in those things. My hope is in the second coming of Jesus. My hope is in his second advent into our world, a time when he will come to rule and reign rightly. And I know things will be very different then. It's a time that I wait for and anticipate eagerly. Well, friends, this Advent season, I want to ask, which Advent will you be celebrating? Will this next season merely be about remembering Jesus' first coming and celebrating Christmas, this what's become a, a pretty commercialized kind of thing nowadays? Or are you celebrating and experiencing a coming of Jesus into your interior person? into your heart, into your soul? Do you know him relationally? Do you know him personally? Do you love him? Do you know that you're loved by him? If so, if you truly know him and truly have him as part of your life, I know that you, like me, will be looking forward to that second coming into our world. And we don't have to be fearful about who's in power. We can be confident that all the wrongs will be righted. And with our hope in Jesus, we'll be able to endure and persevere to the end. I want us to remember the words written in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. He writes, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Well, friends, today I want to mention a few books that I've enjoyed during the season of Advent, and that I hope and pray will help you in those waiting spaces too. First, and and perhaps my favorite, is a reading compilation entitled, Watch for the Light. Readings for Advent and Christmas. This one starts on November 24th, so right around the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving, and goes until January 7th. I love it because it has so many different authors and voices who have spoken into and served the church over the years. People like Dietrich Bonhoeffer and C.S. Lewis and Dorothy Day, Brennan Manning, and many, many more. 
Second is a book entitled God With Us, Rediscovering the Meaning of Christmas. This too is a compilation edited by Greg Penoyer and Gregory Wolf. This has several different art pieces as well that kind of point to uh, and reflect on the season of Advent, the season of Christmas. And God With Us follows a more traditional Western Advent calendar. But I think that if you enjoy art like I do, like it just helps me uh, think through some of the deeper things. And, and there's some great writers in it. And I think you ought to check this book out. Finally, uh, I'm going through a book that I discovered last year, Celtic Advent, 40 Days of Devotions to Christmas by David Cole. It's produced by the Bible Reading Fellowship, and I'm really excited to, as, as this has kind of been informing and, and, and helping my, my sense and idea of Advent grow and grow. Well, if you like, I've got links to all three of these in the liner notes. Friends, during the season of Advent, I want to encourage us to be active in our waiting. I pray that God leads you and me into like-minded community, to have people around us that can travel together with us through this time. And I pray, too, that our hope may ultimately be found in Jesus. Let me close with a prayer for you and for me during the season of Advent. Lord, perhaps this year, as in no other year, we have felt lost. We have felt alone, as though we are wandering in a wilderness. But there is a voice calling faintly on the cusp of the wind. Make a way for the Lord. Lord, help us to make ourselves ready for you and for your coming. As we celebrate your first coming, your birth, your life, your death, your resurrection, Jesus, may you come into our lives. May you always be coming, each and every day, with us. We wait patiently for your second coming, when you will come in power, when you will right all wrongs, when you will rule and reign as only you can. Help us, Lord, in our waiting. Help us, Lord this Advent season. Amen. Well, this is Rev Brad praying a rich and blessed Advent season for you, coming to you from the Touchline. Mm